ACH and wire fraud losses have continued to escalate. Despite U.S. banking institutions' investments in stronger authentication, new fraud detection technology, and enhanced customer education. Here, Doug Johnson of the American Bankers Association offers his analysis of the financial fraud landscape based on results from our just-completed Faces of Fraud survey. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Doug, you've had a chance to review the results from our just-closed 2013 Faces of Fraud survey. What stood out to you? Well, Tracy, I think one of the things that, that stood out to me is it's, it's extremely difficult to measure these things. And I think we'll get into that with some of the other questions uh, as we go through this interview. Um, I certainly appreciate the fact that the Faces of Fraud survey gives us a good understanding of across a wide variety of types of fraud in terms of what individual institutions are, are feeling and, and seeing. It's always difficult to take that information and, and really apply it to the entire industry. And, and again, I think we'll get into some of that. But I think that one of the things that your survey you know, demonstrates is that you know fraud happens. Fraud is something that institutions are always having to deal with, and we're always having to, to look at what the new threats are and, and what the, the real success uh, mitigating measures uh, are to help prevent that fraud and, and, and what may need to be improved because I think there's always a way to improve the, the manner in which uh, ourselves and our customers protect these accounts. Now, according to the more than 200 banking institutions that responded to our survey, ACH and wire fraud losses have increased in the last 12 months. Was this surprising to you, Doug? It was not, Tracy. I, I think part of it is is the measurement challenge again because uh, it's always difficult to extrapolate from a small group of institutions to what might be happening within the entire environment. But I think that doesn't mean that the impressions and the, what is occurring in those institutions is, is not important. And so we, we take that to heart. Fraud is increasing uh, overall. Fraud is something that we see continually impacting our environment. I think one of the things which we try to measure at ABA, which is important, is to also uh, specifically measure what type and what amount of fraud is actually stopped, what fraud is prevented. Uh, because if you look at only what kind of fraud has occurred, you really have some difficulty making a determination of whether or not the measures that you're putting in place in your institution are being successful or, or not. And, and I think, again, that gets to some of the other survey results in terms of individual companies' impressions in terms of whether or not they're, they're actually being successful in, in stopping that fraud. I think that um, some of our survey results uh, actually... Uh, demonstrate that there's a, a high degree of success, particularly in the account takeover environment when, when certain types of, of measures are, are used uh, collectively. So uh, I think that we always anticipate that fraud um, is, is going to be with us. Fraud may continue to increase, but what's important is whether or not we're actually stopping more fraud over time, which I think we are. And I think some of our survey work demonstrates that. Based on information that was collected by the FSISAC, and this was information that was released in January of this year, ACH and wire fraud losses had actually decreased. Why do you think there's a discrepancy between the results that we collected and the results that were collected by the FSISAC? First of all, it's always difficult to extrapolate to the entire universe of financial institutions, and so you're going to see differences in uh, the uh, survey results uh, because of that. I, I think that one of the things which was real important that, that came out of the study which we facilitated for the FSISAC was the fact that over time when you measure corporate account takeovers, since 2009, financial institutions that have responded to our survey have really seen a great amount of decrease in the amount of, of ACH account takeovers which have, have actually caused uh, losses to a customer or to the financial institution. 
Um, I think that, that that's a real important number. One of the things which, which we found was in 2009, in 70% of the time uh, among the institutions that were surveyed, uh, monetary transactions were created as part of the account takeover. In 2012, that number decreased to, to 9%. Now, that's a, a decrease from 70% uh, of monetary transactions created in 2009 to 9% in 2012. And I think that's a, uh, an indication of the level to which uh, account takeovers can actually be prevented and thwarted to the extent that institutions use a variety of different measures. And so I think that that's the important measure that, that I see. Um, in, in terms of, of what we saw within our survey results. I think that the environment's always going to change, and I think that there's going to be inconsistency within individual survey results. But I think that to the extent that we can measure the success of our specific measures, that that's a real important component that we try to get at. Is there any chance, Doug, that perhaps there has been some change over the last seven or so months between the time that the FSI sat, conducted its survey and released the results and the time that we conducted our survey? I really don't believe so, Tracy. I, I think that the environment remains one that creates challenges for financial institutions, and uh, we need to recognize the need to address those challenges. I, I think that you know we will continue to see corporate account takeovers occur. Uh, we'll continue to see the methods by which they are attempted change. And I think it's up to organizations like ourselves uh, at the ABA and the FSI SAC to ensure that we're alerting institutions to how that's changing and what kind of measures can be put in place to really be able to protect the environment and protect the customer. Because that's really the dynamic risk process that we need to go through as, as institutions. It's It's not about what's happened over... Uh, just the last six months and whether or not there's been a change. There's always going to be change. But I think that what we need to do is have an environment where we recognize um, how things might evolve and, and how to counteract them. Now, Doug, you've touched on the point that fraud continues to grow. But what about the state of account takeover in the U.S.? Well, I think the account takeover threat is something that uh, has been with us for quite a few years and is going to be something that we'll continue to have to address in a variety of different ways. I think that clearly what criminals have done is recognize that the customer, and particularly the small business customer, is uh, potentially vulnerable and potentially a mechanism for a criminal to essentially compromise an account much easier than if they tried to compromise it at the financial institution. I think there's just a recognition First of all, from our standpoint, a customer has a responsibility to be part of the solution to try to protect these accounts. But secondly, I think the criminals recognize that the customer is uh, one that if education is not properly given to that customer, um, might be particularly vulnerable to a phishing event. And I think that that's another one of the things that your survey gets to is that phishing continues in the environment. And phishing a lot of times is the front end of a corporate account takeover. And so I think that points to the partnership that has to exist between the customer and the financial institution in order to protect the environment. There's really no way to fully protect the environment unless all people that are involved in that environment are fulfilling their responsibilities. Customer education is a big one, and it's something that's repeated over and over again, that it has to be a priority. Would you say that it's having an impact on these account takeover losses in any way, shape, or form, Doug? I believe customer education has an important role. I think it, it goes back to what we were talking about just a moment ago, where there's a, a real high shared level of responsibility between the institution and the customer in order to, to protect the environment. And so the customer needs to understand their role. 
the customer needs to understand that the financial institution is working in conjunction with them to try to protect that environment. And the customer needs to, to be aware of, of what their potential liabilities may be you know, to the extent that they don't fulfill those responsibilities. That doesn't mean that uh, customer education in isolation is, is a solution. Nothing in isolation is the solution. It's really a, how an institution and the customer together use a variety of different tools in order to protect the environment. So I think customer education will always have a very important role. And where would you say, Doug, that banks are missing the mark when it comes to customer education? It's not so much missing the mark, Tracy, as, as it is really uh, trying to, to find the appropriate way to discuss with the customer what that partnership looks like. I think that, that that's one of the reasons why we at ABA have provided a, a variety of communication mechanisms for institutions to have that conversation uh, because uh, essentially our customers need to understand as we've already discussed their responsibility and their liability, but they also have to understand that the bank has their back, that the bank is an active partner in this partnership, that uh, working together we can more adequately protect the environment. I think some of our survey work, as we discussed earlier in this interview, demonstrates that, that essentially when we work together in a much greater, to a much greater degree, uh, to solve this issue and prevent these losses from occurring. And so I think Having the proper conversation with the customer, providing the customer with the appropriate tools to help them protect themselves, and using some of the uh, communication uh, suggestions which we put together at ABA you know, for our membership, um, all those are important components in trying to make the customer education pieces uh, as dynamic and valuable as it can be. And then what about technology investments that banking institutions have made to conform to the FFIEC's updated authentication guidance, which now is more than two years old? Are the investments not having an impact? Well, I think going back to the numbers, Tracy, which uh, we were talking about earlier, where financial institutions, according to our survey work, have been able to essentially prevent, in concert with their customers, a much higher number of potential corporate account takeovers demonstrates that when you use a variety of these uh, protection measures together, that you can actually build a, a fairly effective set of, of devices to protect the environment and to stop the losses. So I think that's, that's what's important is to ensure that um, all the tools are being utilized. I think one of the things your survey demonstrates is that uh, those investments are going to increase. I think that we saw with your survey work and we've seen with our own that the types of investments that institutions are making are, are really across the board. Um, some of them are technology, some of them are education, some of them are on the protecting the consumer's PC, some of them are protecting the overall environment. And again, I think it's when you use all those tools that you become you know, more effective as an institution in, in protecting the environment. So I think those investments will continue. We'll continue to measure um, how our institutions are, are feeling about the success of those measures, but I think some of our survey work demonstrates that they can be successful. Our respondents pointed out that phishing attacks aimed at their employees had increased over the last 12 months. Are banking institutions not investing in the right email security technology, such as authentication, internally? Well, I think one of the things which is, is very difficult is to really develop a set of security procedures and processes within a financial institution that uh, provide, just like at the customer level, 
the appropriate level of convenience as well as appropriate level of security. I think that one of the things you'll see over the course of the next year or so is a, a increased utilization of financial institutions in uh, secure email products. But I think that the more important phishing exploits that occur are at the customer level. And so trying to ensure that the customer is aware of, of what those sophisticated exploits look like is, is really more vital, I think. Everything is, is important, but the criminals clearly view the customer as a point of vulnerability. Now, phishing attacks, of course, in the survey also were to blame for a high percentage of fraud losses, which is the point that you're getting to, Doug, that oftentimes it's more of a concern on the customer end. Would you say that customers are just not really appreciating the risks there when it comes to phishing? Well, I think it gets back to the proper level of education that the customer has and, and ensuring that, that the customer is aware of the increasing sophistication of, of these attacks. I think that small business customers particularly uh, need to be aware that they're going to be potentially socially engineered before they're fished. And, and so there could be a high degree of information that the criminal has about the customer um, before they effectively try to fish that customer. And, and so I think that ensuring that the customer is aware of what those things look like, but also have tools uh, maybe at their own PC level that try to pick up the types of behavior that really could occur to the extent they're successfully fished. One of the points that stood out in the survey was that the respondents, the banking institutions themselves, noted that more often than not, they don't really know what type of Trojan or malware attack may have compromised a customer's account and ultimately led to these fraud losses. Is that concerning that the banking institutions don't really appreciate the types of threats that they face? According to the survey, I, I believe it was almost 50-50. There were uh, a number of institutions that were aware of, of which type of Trojan it was. Um, there are always going to be institutions um, that might not have the same level of sophistication. But I think that one of the things your survey also um, had was a variety of different types of respondents. I think there were some governmental agencies, over 20 uh, some percent of the organizations were outside of the United States. So I think when you're talking about a, a wide cross-section of types of companies that you have, some of them also weren't depository financial institutions. It, it's hard to draw a, a, a fast conclusion about, you know, what part of that population actually had that observation that they really were not aware of, of what malware hit their particular customers. So I think that that's where it's a little bit difficult to draw a conclusion as to whether or not, you know, was the commercial banking segment, for instance, of the survey that was not aware or, or whether or not it was another component of it. But I, I think that if it is the commercial banking side, I think that, you know, we need to ensure that they're aware on a forensics basis of the ability to really do that. And I think that one of the things that is clear is that financial institutions um, because of their regulatory responsibilities, have to have that forensics process. And, and during forensics, that's where you find out, you know, what kind of, of software actually, you know, was used on a malicious basis to attack your customer. And Doug, before we close, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share about your review and analysis of these survey results? I, I do think that you can't manage what you can't measure. And, and I think that your efforts and our efforts um, to attempt to understand what the current environment looked like are important. And I think that to any degree that we can provide greater information to our customers and, and to our financial institutions in terms of 
what the threat environment looks like, um, what they're feeling about the environment, uh, what kind of tools work, what kind of tools don't, and what kind of threats are changing. That kind of, of information is extremely valuable, and frankly, it's the only way we're going to be able to protect the environment. Doug, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning. Very good, Tracy. Glad to do it. Again, we've just heard from Doug Johnson of the American Bankers Association. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.